uh, much has been in the news around the requirement for uh, signatures uh, to be completed and submitted by a certain date. Um, the IEC yesterday releasing the electoral timetable between now and the 29th of May that follows the proclamation of the date of the 29th of May um, on Friday, which also means, by the way, the voters' roll is now officially closed. We'll be speaking to Professor Levindu, uh, who is a lecturer uh, for political sciences and public policy at the University of Venda to try and understand the rationale for the requirement for these signatures. He'll join us in a moment. And then South Africa is on the grey list, as you know. Um, the Financial Action Task Force's grey list um, uh, significantly... Um, in order for us to get off rather that list, uh, we have to significantly wrap up uh, our money laundering convictions. We'll speak to Kirsten Walmeron's partner at Weber Wenzel about that uh, at about 10 minutes to 6 this morning. This is, for all South Africans, an unforgettable occasion. It is the realization of uh, hopes and dreams. Uh, we are now 92 days away from the election date of 29th of uh, May 2024. As of Friday, uh, 27.8 million South Africans had registered to vote. They represent 67.5% of the eligible voting population of 42.3 million people in South Africa. And if you wish to object to the inclusion or exclusion of a voter on the voters' roll, uh, you must do so by the 4th of March 2024. Welcome to your new day. This is Early Breakfast with Africa Milani. Nine minutes now, it is past five o'clock. This is what you need to know this Tuesday. Uh, we start with news, uh, I suppose out, out of Eswatini, but relating to South Africa. Uh, an early but unconfirmed media report claiming that the alleged killers of the award-winning rapper, uh, a.k.a., that's Keenan Forbes, and his close friend and celebrity chef, Debelo Tibbs Mozwane, have been arrested in Eswatini. According to the article, um, by the Times of Eswatini, shared by um, certain media and um, uh, Twitter accounts here in South Africa, say the suspects in the high-profile murder were nabbed by the neighboring kingdom's police and taken into custody on Friday. Uh, the latest alleged development in that high-profile murder case comes just after a year um, being observed this month since the execution-style killings of AKA and Tibbs outside Durban's Wish restaurant. Uh, the print publication started, uh, stated rather that the Royal Esotini Police Services and the South African Police Service are reportedly in discussions about having the suspects deported to South Africa. However, the South African Police Service Services has uh, subsequently uh, come out to say that those arrests have nothing to do with AKA, but it is certainly a story that we are paying very close attention to. In Algeria, they've unveiled Africa's largest mosque on its Mediterranean coast, overcoming political delays and cost overruns after years of political upheaval. The inauguration on Sunday would guide Muslims towards goodness and moderation, uh, said Ali Mohamed Salabi, the General Secretary of the World Union of Muslim Ulemas. Algerian President um, President Tabune inaugurated the mosque, fulfilling his promise to open it with great pomp and circumstance. The event was mainly ceremonial. The mosque has been open to international tourists and state visitors to Algeria for roughly five years now. An earlier ceremony was delayed. 
In France, the President Emmanuel Macron said that he refuses to rule out sending ground troops to Ukraine, but said no, consens- no consensus rather existed on the step. At a meeting of 20 mainly European leaders in Paris convened by Macron to ramp up the European response to the Russian military advances inside Ukraine. Protecting France's strategic ambiguity, he said, there is no consensus to officially back any ground troops. That said, nothing should be excluded. We will do everything that we can to make sure that Russia does not prevail. He pointed out that past um, uh, shibboleths such as sending long-range uh, missiles and planes had been cast aside, adding people used to say, give them just sleeping bags and helmets. He said, we must do whatever we can to obtain our objective. In the United States, in the meantime, President Joe Biden said he hopes there'll be a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict by next Monday saying that by the beginning of the weekend, um, actually, no, Biden saying after being asked uh, when a ceasefire might start during an appearance on Monday at an ice cream shop in New York City with comedian Seth Meyers. Um, My national security advisor, he says, tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is that by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Let's finish off then with some good news. South Africans have been nominated in four categories for the prestigious 2024 Laureus World Sports Awards. The Springboks were again nominated for the Laureus World Team of the Year Award following their Rugby World Cup triumph in France last year. They won the award following their World Cup success in 2007 and in 2019. The Springboks will be up against, amongst others, Manchester City, a man's football team, the Spanish women's football team, and the European Ryder Cup golf team. Uh, Sia Colisi, who defied the odds by recovering from a serious knee injury to lead the box to their second successful World Cup title, has been nominated for the Laureus World Comeback of the Year Award. Because some journeys are better taken together. Let's walk the talk. 702. It's a quarter past five now this Tuesday morning. The Constitutional Court declining to hear an urgent application in respect of the signature requirements for unrepresented parties contesting the upcoming general election on the 29th of May. Uh, this, of course, coming after the IEC officials yesterday chided political parties complaining about the signature threshold and submission time frame. As you heard in Eyewitness News, a number of them are requesting a meeting with the IEC around the requirements and those timetables. Dr. Levindu um, is a lecturer of political science and public policy at the Tswana University of Technology. Joins me on the line now. Uh, Doctor, very good morning and welcome to the show. A very good morning to you. Good morning to the listeners. Thank you for having me. Well, stay away from the merits of this particular matter that uh, the Constitutional Court has decided they will not hear on an urgent basis and rather speak more philosophically around the need for the signatures. Why did the drafters of our constitution and the electoral laws in this country determine that if uh, you and I form a political party or as of this year we run independently, there are a certain number of signatures we need to submit to the IEC? South Africa has um, witnessed the growth of uh, the formation of new political parties and also at the same time encouraged uh, independent in, uh, candidates to stand for elections at both national and provincial level. That has not been the case before. But I think it's also important to note that um, 
in the past elections, um, since we had elections in 1994, there has been a number of political parties that performed and indeed participated in the elections. And in terms of uh, the requirements, um, the IEC would allow any political party to come in and um, participate in those elections without making any strict rules. And I think the formation of so many parties and having allowed independence could have prompted the decision to have certain requirements so that those that want to participate in the elections indeed would be having an, a well-defined support and um, maybe also to avoid allowing every uh, individual to participate in the elections because that could have its own logistical challenges. Does it not, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, uh, almost counter the objective, right, which is to... uh, enjoy a constitutional democracy where if you decide you want to run you should have the freedom in inverted commas uh, to do so because if you if you think of the requirement of the signatures in addition to um you know extraordinary deposits uh, that will have to be made does it not does it not um, run the risk of almost uh, determining that the people who will eventually be elected are people who have the means and resources, uh, either themselves or are supported by a certain individual, and therefore the will of the people, if you like, will not be heard? Indeed, uh, some people could interpret it that way, but at the same time, um, there should be a framework that would uh, uh, be provided so that whoever has to participate should have passed certain uh, established requirements. For an example, in many areas where you need people or where people are encouraged to participate or to get involved, there are certain uh, minimum requirements that people are supposed to have so that they should qualify. I would give you many examples. In South Africa, we talk about free education, or we, need, we talk about encouraging people to get educated. But still we have requirements for entry at the university or at the college, because you cannot just allow everybody to have access to the university, because in any way, if you 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 look at the performance of, the, of this person at another level, you realize that this cannot be a university material. Even when you talk about access to opportunities, uh, and in many opportunities, there are certain requirements that are set for people to be able to qualify, and that's why you'll get the forms, you'll get documents that are supporting so that even if you have to fund this person, you need to do so. Equally, we encourage people to participate in the democratic establishment of the country, which indeed could be interpreted as being uh, having an access to the opportunities and rights that citizens should have. But at the same time, you need to develop requirements for access 
because if you allow everybody else, um, you might find yourself in a situation where some people might want to participate without valid reasons. And number two, it can also have its own logistical challenges because you are saying everybody should be able to come in and participate. But at the same time, whatever rules and regulations that are there, in my view, are supposed to be done in a manner that is acceptable, in a manner that people should feel that they are not unfairly disadvantaged by the system. And I think that is why those who feel that uh, they are not being properly uh, treated, they actually refer these matters to the courts, and indeed they are there to make a final determination. And I suppose just to underline the point you've just made now, Doctor, as of 2022, South Africa had 1,501 registered political parties, and I imagine that number has gone up um, as we gear closer to the local government election, I mean, to the general election on the 29th of May. So we do need to put in place measures uh, to ensure that those who are contesting the elections are actually serious about that business, which I suppose leads me then to my final point. The IEC Commissioner, Dr. Nom Samasuku, um, yesterday saying when it comes to the pressure that contestants are feeling about the signature requirement, uh, it is important to say that the portal for capturing signatures has been open for a bit of time. My understanding is that there is a requirement of 15,000 signatures and those signatures have to be from registered um, voters. I'm going, if you can't get 15,000 signatures, why are you contesting the election in the first place? Indeed. Um, uh, That also talks to the simple facts on the ground that if you cannot get such uh, signatures it therefore also means that as a party you are not capable of um, uh, even getting a seat in uh, either in the legislature or at, uh, at national level but also at the same time remember uh, in south africa we only have a day for elections apart from uh, special votes and um, if you could have a ballot that has got um, more than a hundred or um, whatever bigger number that would think of the possibility would be that if in the previous elections you would you would be spending three minutes in the voting booth the possibility is that this time the time has to be extended because you should be given sufficient time to study the ballot and therefore vote properly and not have people complain that they've been given smaller time at the voting booth. It therefore means that we should therefore extend the hours for voting or even extend the dates. Also, it might also require that the counting process of the of the results should also be extended because indeed uh, those that are counting will still have to uh, to navigate through many many pages that will be there of the ballot box and uh, those are some of the issues that are being raised but at the same time it's important to develop a framework that will be accommodated by everyone so that no one should feel that he or she has been unfairly 
left behind. Indeed. The IEC is saying uh, yesterday that the uh, uh, now customary practice of them declaring a result within three days of the uh, closing of the poll stations is possibly not going to be met. Uh, they are legally allowed, I think, up to seven days uh, within which to declare that result. Levy, thank you very much indeed for your time. Dr. Levindu is the um, lecturer of political science and public policy at Tswana University of Technology. Happy to take your calls on 021-446-0567 or 1188-30702. 15,000 signatures is what is required on the IEC portal for those intending to contest uh, the elections to be able to do so. Is 15,000 a significant number, do you think? If you don't get 15,000 people to sign uh, support for your political party or candidacy, uh, surely you should then not even think of contesting these elections. Or am I just being too hard on this matter? Happy to take your calls and your WhatsApp messages on this. Rise and shine. It's a new-